0: Should we tell the people about our new products that we have available for this holiday season and a couple of older ones?
1: Yeah, the other products too, because it's the holiday yeah. season. It's gift giving and gift receiving time. We love this idea. do you remember who approached us at Dragon
0: Con with this? One of the people of the world approached us at Dragon Con. I'm so sorry. They did say you can have this free. It's not like we're stealing an idea from them. We didn't steal it. This is, But we thank you.
1: From the people, for the people, by the people, it is a onesie for your
0: baby that says, we had this. In our logo, where you would normally see we got this, it says we had this. So let the world know when you have your baby that you had this.
1: Yeah. Or if there's a baby in your life and you're like, that baby would be a really good billboard for my favorite podcast, you're right and you can make it happen now.
0: Ooh, billboard babies. Yeah. I like billboard babies. Our billboard babies are going to be way cooler than the Salino and Barnes billboard babies.
1: I was going to say, you remember when the billboard babies grew up and they moved off of the vaudeville circuit and nobody
0: would book them anymore? Yeah. That
1: won't happen here. Yeah, it's tough. We have our onesie.
0: <sighs> anyway. You know what? Be nice to the billboard babies of the world because billboard babies will make <laughs> your dreams come true. <laughs>
1: Here's what you do. You go to maxfunstore.com. You can get the onesie there. You can also get a T-shirt. We got this T-shirt. On the front, it says podcast should have a T-shirt. And on the back, it says
0: podcast should not have a T-shirt. In honor of Mike Furman, who wrote our theme song.
1: Our great theme song. And you can take that and wear it and then explain it to people and get them into the podcast. (laughs) And if you want art, you're like, listen, I'm advertising you on my baby. I'm advertising you on my back. How do I keep a momentum – a momentum –
0: A momentum.
1: How do I keep a memento of my favorite podcast on the planet on the wall of my home? Well, we have a poster. Silly. That's
0: right. We have a poster. It's beautiful. Len Peralta designed us what looks like a vintage boxing match ringside poster, yes. and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, check that out. Check out our t-shirt. And of course, for this holiday season, if you're having a baby or just had a baby or know anyone who is having a baby or are in fact yourself a baby and you think, wow, that might fit me.
1: Or if you have a medium-sized dog. oh yeah. With, you know, all of his limbs in human spots. Yeah. Put our onesie on your dog, please. <laughs> and then send us a picture. We want to see your dog wearing AKA, a human onesie. AKA your baby wearing our podcast on the in the form of a human onesie. To make it all happen, you go to maxfunstore dot com and that's it. It sounded like you were
0: gonna give the rest of a URL.
1: Well, yeah. Go to maxfunstore dot com
0: slash all you have to put is the slash and it'll just go to the homepage.
1: Don't slash. Go to maxfunstore.com right now. Do your shopping ahead of time and get it in plenty of time for the holiday so you can gift wrap it and deliver it with the glee of Santa or whoever you celebrate.
0: And while you are waiting for it to arrive, please enjoy this episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since
1: the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle, once and for all.
0: That's the best of heroin. That's right, don't worry everyone, we got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes they should. No they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this.
1: Howdy, folks. We're going to be doing a podcast for you today. Our cruising altitude is
0: 70 decibels. 70 decibels? From from back here in my seat, that seems really loud. I'm going to ring my my button. Can I help you? Uh, Yeah, 70 decibels, I think, could kill a person. And if we're going to be playing our podcast, look, look, you're the by the by the way, am I just talking directly with the pilot by pressing the button? Yeah, this is a pile is what I sound like when I'm not talking through the intercom. Oh, you actually just sound exactly the same. Oh, really? Some people tell me I have a different voice when I'm not on the intercom. No, 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 it's it's, it's about that. Anyway, I've just looked it up and apparently 70 isn't deafening. It's just uh, inside a car that's moving 60 miles an hour. But with the windows up? With the windows up. That's not too bad.
1: So we're going to be cruising along at 70 decibels. That was a blind stab
0: at a good decibel level. Do you always extend your vowels like that? Uh, No. (laughs) Hi, Hal. Hey, Mark. You know what's funny? I'm listening to you through very cheap headphones on a uh, makeshift rig right now. So it sounded exactly like the intercom (laughs) when (laughs) the pilot's talking. We did it. We did it. We opened with a sketch. The real um, skit a bit. <laughs> that wasn't yeah, that wasn't a sketch. That was a skit. That was a Yeah. Um it's the season for traveling, buddy. It is. Uh where are you heading this holiday season? I'm heading to Florida with my lovely
1: wife to to hang out with my in-laws who I do not get to see enough and it's like a really nice relaxing week and I we all get to catch up and I, I can't wait. I'm really looking it. forward to it. What about you? You've been in you've been like glow trotted. You were in Florida for Thanksgiving. I was.
0: Uh, In this past week, I have, and I I think this is a good episode for me to do right now because in this past week, I have been in Montreal, New York, Los Angeles, Orlando, Panama City Beach, Florida, uh, back to Los Angeles, and then I'm headed back to, I think to Seattle and Vancouver and then Montreal again. So I have been, I've been flying around a lot and it's the season for it. Everybody is flying around a lot right now because It is the holiday season. It is the season for traveling. No, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, as we determined on the show, is not the busiest travel day of the year. Did we determine that on the show, or did we determine something else that everybody believes? I think something else that everybody believes. Oh, the dressing and stuffing thing. That's what it was. Yeah, that was debunked. Yeah, Wednesday before Thanksgiving was ranked last year. Can you guess what day it was as far as busy travel days of the year go? Oh, like where it fell. Where it falls in the top, yeah. In like a top ten. Uh, where do you think it falls?
1: I think it falls like a... It feels like a like a three.
0: 55th, my friend. What? 55th busiest flying day of the year. Busiest? Let me think. What would be December the su- 23rd? The whole summer. The whole summer is busier. The whole summer is
1: busier. Yeah, it turns out. We're traveling any given day of the summer. Yeah. More people are getting on planes. And then the day before... I actually did once fly on Thanksgiving Day. Unfortunately, it was because... I had to attend a funeral and it was the easiest flight. like flying on an actual holiday is very easy because that's when most people have arrived at their destination. Yeah. But I would think the day before or the week before would be a very busy travel time. Indeed.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's still busy. You still get to the airport. I think it just feels busier because it's a lot of people that this is the first time they're traveling for the year. Yeah. So they don't quite, uh, they don't have the like fast pace, of the frequent flyer down, you know, Uh shoes off in the bin and, you know, uh, take, take your, your laptop out and take your belt off and get ready and zip through the thing. I mean, this is, this is lots of bags and, you know, lots of kids. And so it, you know, things just take a little longer, true, which is fine. Look, man, if you want to travel, travel, it's going to people that travel a lot at that time of year, hopefully are more patient. I try to be. Are you more patient or are you pretty impatient with travelers in general? I'm trying to be more patient with travelers in
1: general. It helps that, you know, if you have TSA pre check, Mm -hmm. then that's one level of this is going to be quicker. Already the line
0: is shorter. Can't say enough that that's the best. What is it? $84? Yeah. That I've spent, and it lasts for five years. It's great. Yeah, I just renewed
1: mine, uh, in the last six months. Super easy to renew, too. Didn't have to go back in. You can just keep it going. The other thing that makes it way easier is I have lounge access. So now I hide in the airport lounge. Yeah,
0: see, you don't deal with people at the airport. You're a fancy pants. I became a fancy pants. Yeah, I've gotten you, Hal has gotten me into the lounge, people of the world, and it is a thing. That is that, listen, I'm trying to occupy that rarefied travel air. That is
1: filled by John Hodgman and Travis McElroy where they are status flyers, <laughs> constantly globe trotting and, you know, working. Once you get into the world of flight status, mm-hmm. it's very – it's intoxicating the convenience it gives you. And I'll, I'll tell you – like the first time I ever made status on an airline was by accident. Uh-huh. It was one of those years when we were traveling heavily with Thrilling Adventure Hour. It felt right. like every couple months we were going somewhere around the country to perform and – all of a sudden, one time I went to check in and I was in a higher group and my ticket on my phone, instead of being blue was black and it said priority under it. And I, did, I had no idea what had happened. You know, I always got frequent flyer numbers on every airline and then I just went with whatever was cheapest. You yeah. know, you go to Expedia, you go to cheapo air, wherever you can, and you just fly like, I don't care what the plane is. I don't care who the airline is. I'm going to travel as cheaply as possible right but because of the status then i was like oh i have to fly this airline all the time and keep the status Mm because i lost it after a year and then i haven't lost it since
0: and you have only flown that airline exclusively since even when it's the more expensive choice pretty much it's generally they're somewhat close to each other in price what's your uh, airline that you're a frequent flyer on it is american air okay Uh, I do like American. We're gonna get, that's the whole point of today is we're gonna talk about what is the best domestic airline. For sure. For our listeners in the United States. Or listeners around the world who are visiting the United States. Once you get here and you're bouncing around within the country. There are some great ones, and there are some garbage. But I like you, uh, see, I need to remember to get, I I often forget to put in the frequent flyer thing, or I think there's a couple that I'm not a member of, like, United, I try to avoid. So if I'm going to get a frequent flyer thing for United, like, what's the point of it? I don't want to get status with them anyway. Yeah. But I am, I did start to kind of build them up on one airline that I seem to be flying a lot. And the second I started to build them up on that airline, all of the flights I took were on a different one. I was, was building them virgin? up on Delta. No, I was building okay. them up on Delta. Right. No. Oh, I got a virgin story for you. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to Alaska. Sure. The airline, not the state that I'd started to gather up all of these Delta points. And then suddenly I'm flying American everywhere I go. It's the only one available. Yeah. But that's all right. I am the same way. I usually just go online and find whichever one is cheapest. Yeah. That said, why don't we start with some of the airlines to avoid? Yeah. And before we even do that.
1: Yeah. I just want to get an idea of what we're looking for here. Okay. That what what makes an airline the best airline, right? For some people, it might be the best deal. For others, it's the convenience of the number of places they fly directly to. Mm-hmm. And I think those are two. I think another is the quality of the fleet generally. Like if you've mm-hmm. flown it a bunch of times, are the planes in decent shape? Yeah. I, and, and none of this keeps in mind, like, what is their status program like? What, what kind of air miles can you get for blah, blah, blah credit card? Cause I think, th- I don't think that's, a, those are accessible criteria. Right. You have to sort of be in that up in the air this space.
0: This is, this is just if you are a person getting a flight to go to a place. Yeah. Done. By
1: the way, my dad, you know, the movie Up in the Air, the George yeah. Clooney movie. His whole thing is he's trying to get the million miler. Mm-hmm. And when he does, the captain sits next to him, Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. Who's on all of the uh on all the advertisements? My dad became a million miler on American. Get out Sam of here. Elliott. It was nothing like none of the same. I mean, there are perks <laughs> to it, but Sam Elliott didn't come near. sit by him. Yeah, it's not like you're getting 20 billion miles and you never have to fly anywhere again. We're gonna carry you everywhere like you're Cleopatra. And oh my god, none of that is true. <laughs>
0: Well, that's not what I am, and that's not what most of our listeners are. And I know I know, it's a little bit what you are, but pretend you're one of us for now. I'm Yes, I'm, I'm jumping back down out of the lounge and
1: fighting my way to try and buy a bagel at Starbucks.
0: <laughs> uh, a $9 bagel. Yeah. Am I, so, you know what? I buy food every time. You, you don't buy food at the airport. I buy food when I go to the airport. You might be actually saving money by being a member of this air club. I'm almost definitely not but for the amount oh, that's of right. – you fly don't drink. a lot.
1: Yeah, I also fly a lot so that yeah. it makes sense if I paid the entry fee every time I flew I would be still be saving money doing right. it the way I've done it. So uh but yeah I would always buy food at the airport at a time when I when I wasn't going up into the secret clubs. Yeah, secret you know, I, club. I would always get like a bagel or a sandwich or or like a meal and then for the flight I would get a big bag of peanut M&Ms or something like that, and candy, and just peanut M&Ms are the perfect flight food.
0: Yeah, a little bit sweet, a little bit crunchy, self-contained, yeah, no mess. Look, we we've already determined how wonderful the lowly peanut M&M is on this show multiple lowly. times. I think it's a multi multi episode winner. I think it is too. It should be. Can <laughs> so, it win this
1: episode? Can yes. the best airline just be a giant peanut M&M that you ride like a like Pegasus? And it's that yellow one that talks like this. Where uh, J- would you like to go today? You mean Oscar
0: winner J.K. Simmons? Is that J.K. Simmons? Yes, it is. Wow. Even the old Santa? That's the old version of him that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Huh. It's been him for a very long time. Good on him. He's awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's start talking about some of these airlines because I want to get some of these out of the way go ahead. right away. We used to have a joke. I don't know if this was with you. Or I know it was with some performer friends that you know they would say, Hey, um, what airline do you prefer for your flight? And everyone would write the same thing. So it eventually just got shortened to ABS, anything but Spirit. (laughs) Spirit of the top 10 American. That's what we're going with, by the way, is the top 10 American domestic airlines. Yeah. Coming in at a distant, distant, distant number 10 is Spirit Airlines. Do you know why, Hal, I hate Spirit Airlines so much? I think I do, but rather than me say it, I'd like to hear you say it. Well, there's a very specific reason, and it's, not, oh, I wanted to add one criteria. And this is a criteria that I think Spirit exemplifies the exact opposite of. Is it not being Spirit? <laughs> is that the? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, thoughtfulness. Okay. I think little bits of thoughtfulness go a very long way on a flight. We'll get to more, more on that later, but the opposite of thoughtfulness is what Spirit Airlines does. Within Spirit Airlines' mission statement, You would assume an airline would have a mission statement like, you know, fly people safely to where they want to go. Pretty simple. Spirit's mission statement is make money. That is it. (laughs) <laughs> and it really is. Spirit CEO is unapologetic about, yeah, we're here to make money. If you want a pleasant experience, go fly another airline. <laughs> their mission statement is just a gif
1: of Snoop Dogg fanning out dollar bills and yeah, throwing them into the exactly. air. Exactly.
0: That is their mission statement. It's more elegantly put, or I guess nefariously put than that, more subtly put, but that's their mission statement. There's a reason that in 2008, they just started doing all these big layoffs and uh, closed crew bases in uh, San Juan and LaGuardia. They began selling advertising in 2008 on the sides of planes, on the overhead bins like it was a bus, on the tray tables, on the seat backs, on the bulkheads, and then in 2009... The Pilots Association voted 98 to 2 percentage-wise in favor of striking against Spirit because they were the lowest paid pilots. Spirit, they did a big fancy uh, rebranding where they got rid of Spirit Plus, which was just, you know, slightly less crappy seats in the front. Yeah. And now they just, they do not issue refunds. That's another bit of... Terrible that they do. Dying veteran Jerry Meekins, who had purchased a non-refundable ticket between Florida and Atlantic City, tried to get his $197 back after learning his esophageal cancer was terminal and being told by his doctor not to fly. He was told by Spirit Airlines to get bent. So I say to Spirit Airlines, get bent. The reason that they even are a contender is because they've unbundled everything. Things that are normally... Part of a flight. And they say this, this is part of their mission statement. They came up with this low cost unbundling idea where somebody else's flight appears on, you know, kayak at $240. Spirit's flight appears at $178. So you click on that one, you go, Oh, I'll take this one. Well, then you have to buy overhead bin space. You have to buy your boarding pass. If you want a printed boarding pass, you have to buy one. I think it's $10. Get to buy your sodas, your candy, and your uh peanuts and pretzels on the plane. And they said that their whole point, the whole reason they did this, was just to get people in the door. They do those ultra-low fares to get people in the door, and then they charge. I would wind up I flew Spirit one time. I think I wound up spending a hundred dollars each way just on things that would have been free anywhere else. And uh everyone on that plane is treated like and acts like. They are on uh, Greyhound in the Sky. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they are like uh, – They're like – Pure garbage. Pure garbage. Yeah, they're like if Monsieur
0: Thenardier from Les Pays. <laughs> <in an airline. laughs> oh, thank you for adding some levity to that. I really – I feel bad going off as badly as I just did. I no. really don't like spirit. No, screw those guys. Uh, th- that idea of you – know, they're, they're taking advantage of people. They're taking yes.
1: advantage of people in particular for whom – the, their travel budget is really low like it, yeah. you know people are, I, I even look at flights and you know I get trapped in my own sort of mental thing of I gotta make status, but you know w- there have been many times in my life where the cheapest flight had like I knew I had to hit a certain number like below a certain number for a mm-hmm. flight to even be possible. Mm-hmm. so for them to give that ray of hope and then take it away by overcharging for everything else. You know, I would, yeah. I would rather be in one of those crates from the Great Muppet Caper and be dropped by parachute yeah.
0: than fly on a spirit flight. I'll tell you what I did for the return trip on the spirit flight is I, look, you know that I am, uh, I'm a guy that enjoys vices every once in a while. Sure. Uh, I just made sure I loaded up on vices before I got on the plane <laughs> so that I did not care. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That's what you gotta do, man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's really terrible. Yeah, it's awful. So, guess what? Sorry, spirit. It's not you, you jerks. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're terrible. Uh, you should not be in business. No. With your model, you are shysters and you are thieves. Yeah. And you're taking advantage, like, look. Uh, you nobody should take advantage of anybody right but to take advantage of people who are looking for a bargain because they need to to fly for less is like the greatest crime mm-hmm. you are the opposite of robin hood which is just a straight up criminal and thug
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you are awful and there is a reason that you are ranked last um you are ranked last among all 13 uh, thir- the 13 major airlines with sixty-eight point seven percent of your flights arriving on time, <laughs> that is true.
1: That's the other thing, too. Uh, yeah. Like some now that them... that
0: said, I will say there's one good thing that, two good things that Spirit has going. In February 2018, only North American airline to make the list of the top ten safest in the world. Yeah. So kudos to them for being safe. That is important. Mm-hmm. Not that you'd put it in your mission statement or anything. Uh, and then, uh, three months later in May, they announced they would be the first ultra low cost carrier to fit their aircraft with high speed Wi-Fi access. Now, that said, that high speed Wi-Fi access probably costs you, you know, $3.99 a minute. Yep. So, screw you guys. Alright, goodbye, scumbags. Uh, what's the other scumbag? What, you had another other one ones, you wanted to eliminate, right? Well, there's a couple that I want to eliminate, and it's really the, the like ultra low cost ones. Just because, but they have their place, you know? Do you feel like they would be, they're one
1: that would win on value maybe? Yes, they but would, de- they would lose yeah. everything else.
0: And that would be, uh, saying. that would be Frontier and Allegiant. Those are the two ultra low cost carriers. Frontier often lumped in with Spirit. I don't think it is as bad. No. And Frontier actually has a little bit of thoughtfulness in what they do. Like, this is kind of a interesting thing that they do. The warm cookie. They, what's the warm cookie? Don't they give you a
1: warm chocolate chip cookie? I remember every time I've flown Frontier, not many times, they generally connect,
0: everywhere connects through Denver. So I think oh, that's yeah. their hub. Right. So you always have to, like, yeah, you look at their map and it just looks like Denver is exploding with sunshine. And you get a warm chocolate chip cookie. You get a warm chocolate chip cookie. That's thoughtfulness. The other bit of thoughtfulness is that their middle seats are the widest in the United States. Hmm. Their middle seats are wider than their window and aisle seats, and they're the widest ones you can find on any domestic airline. Simple That's, things, yeah, it's nice. That is a really nice touch. Mm-hmm.
1: Not as nice a touch as that warm cookie. But <laughs> I mean, look, it's t- you're making it a- when you fly one of the small. I think Frontier is a smaller airline. I don't think I'm speaking out of school to say that or saying anything super mean. And it, it also feels like they get the low priority when it's time to leave or take off, so they're not oh, on time yeah. as much. Oh yeah. So, you know, to combat that i'm pretty sure they have live t v in theirs I know jetBlue does I've been on some other flights that have had it, but the that warm chocolate chip cookie I know I keep talking about it it's but good. that is that that is to me the same like look the the wider middle seats definitely they they get like we get it's tough to be in a middle seat. hopefully, this makes it easier for you, mm-hmm. but for everybody, look, we know we're probably not going to be on time, <laughs> yeah, we don't even know if they're going to let us land at this airport. <laughs> Here's a warm chocolate chip cookie. Uh, Hopefully this makes it better.
0: Yeah, and I don't mind that. No. There's an airline in Canada that I love called Porter. And Porter always flies out of this one teeny island in the middle of the lake in Toronto. And they know they're last in line. So they just have like a big old free food buffet. Because they're like, hey, you're, you, look, we know you're going to get delayed. But here's salads and cookies. Enjoy your six hours you're going to be sitting here. Yeah, so I don't mind it. That's the thing. Like, if there's things that are, because they're an ultra-low-cost carrier, if there are things that are out of their control, just give us a nice touch. You know? But also, you're not going to be number one. No, you're not going to be number one. You know who else isn't going to be number one? Allegiant. Hal, have you ever flown on Allegiant Air? I'm not going to lie, I don't think I ever have.
1: I don't think I have either. Uh, There's something about it that sounds very Man in the High Castle, and I'm not
0: down with that. No, you know what? Let's just decide that we're not going to... Let this be the airline that wins out of sheer ignorance. I feel
1: like, you know, look, every time after an episode like this, people will go, you forgot this. You didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, by this point of view, this might be better. And look, a lot of times that is very valid. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked. I say shocked, Mark. Marcus Aurelius Gagliardi. if yes. people Came, crawled out of the woodwork to start saying, I love Allegiant. I fly them everywhere all the time. Yeah. I don't even know what
0: cities they serve. Uh, I'll tell you this. They serve Knoxville, Tennessee as one of them, which is nice. Myrtle Beach. That's nice. It's all strange little. All right. Here's the I'm going to give you a list of Allegiant cities. This is a strange list of places. Wait, make one of them uh, like not one of the cities they serve. And let me see if I can pick it out. Okay. Asheville, Bellingham, Cincinnati, Fort Walton Beach, Fort Lauderdale, Grand Rapids, Indianapolis, Knoxville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Myrtle Beach, New York, Newark, Oakland, Orlando, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Punta Gorda, Savannah, and Saint Petersburg, Cincinnati. Incorrect. New York, Newark. They do not go to New York, Los An. No, they do. They go to, do go to Los Angeles. They don't go to New York. They don't go to Chicago. They don't go to. They go to the strangest collection of cities. Yeah, that's... but they're Vegas based. So okay. I get it. If you're based out of Vegas and you just go to a bunch of region, you know, like pick a spot in the region, we'll fly there. So their planes are fueled by cocaine and the mob. Yes, exactly. They have 94 planes in their entire fleet. But it They is, were, you know, they actually
1: were a New York airline, but then they got banished to Las Vegas. <laughs> They're the Fredo of airlines. <laughs> yeah. Now they have to figure it out out there. They're not allowed to fly to New York. That's oh why they God. can't. If they ever set foot there, ooh, they'll wake up with another plane's nose in their That's bed. That's right.
0: You break my heart, Allegiant. I knew it was you. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yeah, that's not gonna be a winner. So what? So no. what are we left? Oh, wait, can we take? Do you have another one that's not gonna be a winner? Because well, I have one.
0: While we're looking at the top ten, let's look at two right now that are not part of the continental United States. Uh, that is Alaska Airlines and Hawaiian Airlines. Hawaiian Airlines is in the top ten because you know you have to fly to Hawaii. Again, another one that I have never flown on. Twenty-eight different destinations. It's not gonna win. Honestly, you probably know this better than me because I've never been to Hawaii. Yes. Uh have, they have, have, they they have a smaller yes. fleet, they have sixty planes. Number yes. ten. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I've flown Hawaiian air mm-hmm. when I was younger, I was very young. The first time I ever got I've got I've been able to I've been blessed enough to go to Hawaii three different times in my life. Once when I was nine, that was the time we flew Hawaiian air. The other two times were American. And I could not tell you anything. It was 1988. I'm sure there was a smoking section on the flight. If that helps, (laughs) you know, the armrests still had the flip open ashtrays. Oh, yeah. Even in the non-smoking area, which made me feel like, did they just let people smoke here? Like, if they, did they fill it first with smokers and then whatever's left over? That's the non-smokers. And can I even imagine now a time where they were like, Here's the thing that's going to protect you. A curtain. Yeah. You'll be fine. You won't even. Yeah. Know we'll put a thick up curtain. In the back.
0: Where, would the, where was the smoking section on airplanes? The very back? Or was the it back. just first class and you were allowed to smoke in first I think class? I
1: first, first class you probably could. I would not have known at that point in my life. Yeah. I don't think any of us had ever flown first. Me or my parents. I
0: don't think I've ever been on a plane that had a smoking section. I just remember smoking or not. Smoking, please. And they hand him his ticket, and it's smoking. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, that's how that's how the the people would know that was real. That was no joke. As is often the case when we are dealing with a collection of things where there are some that are terrible and some that are great, there's a couple that we go, okay, Hawaiian Airlines. Uh, Yeah, Hawaii, (laughs) sure, get you to Hawaii. It does seem like it has one job. Yeah, it's not going to be the best domestic airline if it has one job. Now, you and I cannot speak to the the spirit of Hawaii that it uh that it uh you know that aloha spirit if it sure. uh embodies that I hope that it does. Um uh, but that's, I, not, I really, that's not really that's not a, really a culture of the airline. That's more a culture of Hawaii itself. Sort of like Air New Zealand.
1: Air New Zealand has like a spirit of New Zealand around it. Yeah. They're kind and, and they're actually partners. The uh
0: they Air New Zealand does uh Air New Zealand they signed a deal with Hawaiian Airlines that they share Boeing 767 aircraft maintenance. There you go. Actually, basically in 2007, Hawaiian Airlines paid Air New Zealand $45 million to do maintenance on its Boeing 767s for five years. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is very funny, uh, that a major American airline is like, ha, ah, time to repair these. Let's call another airline. They probably got a mechanic, right? <laughs> Uh, so it's not going to be Hawaiian. Let's talk about Alaska Airlines. It's definitely not
1: going to be this one. I, Ala- if you can somehow purchase Virgin America and make those
0: planes uncool. That is my big beef with them. Thank you. Look. I know. They're a, they're a very old airline. Mm. They began as McGee Airways in 1932. And they flew between Anchorage and Bristol Bay with a three-passenger aircraft. That is, by all accounts, cool. You know yeah. what I mean? You're in Alaska. You're a little three-person airplane starting in 1932. Like, this is cool. And then in 1937, uh, the owner, McGee, of McGee Airways, opened a liquor store and began flying liquor to remote Alaskan communities. Like, you guys used to be the cool one. Right. Then you had years and years of just being a, you know, ho-hum, middle-of-the-road airline. And America had Virgin. Virgin American. That was the coolest airline that would easily be number one. First mm. one to have podcasts on the planes. Yep. They had that cool virgin song where they did the, uh, like your seatbelts and, uh, tray table song and the safety video. I don't remember it. Oh, oh, go online and watch this. It's fantastic. It was Is it the, the one that was like, put your seatbelt on. It's time to be on
1: the plane. No, put come your on. Oxygen
0: mask on. It was actually or cool. It was it a bunch kids. of, it was a bunch of dancers in a warehouse. There's like a little kid rapping about. Now put your mask on first. Don't worry. Oxygen flows. Like it was just this, uh, it was, it was very cool. It was fun. And the planes were cool and the flight attendants, uh, were very cool. And like just everything was cool about it. And you felt cool being on that plane. And then Alaska bought it and like piece by piece, they just started making it not cool. It was Virgin Alaska for a while or Virgin Airlines part of the Alaska, whatever. Right. And then they just started, they slowly just, you know, not with a bang, but a whimper. That's how Virgin Airways died. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how good Alaska is. I've, have you ever been on an Alaska Airlines flight that was on time? Because I never have. Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't recognize that. You fly, you know, you fly with a timetable in mind more often than I do. They are another. If it's late, I'm just like, man. Eh, all right. I'll I here. think they also give you a warm cookie. Oh, that's good.
1: So, look, they they certainly get a nod for that. The Virgin Fleet is still – they're still nice airplanes.
0: Yeah, they're good airplanes. They just took everything cool out of them.
1: Yeah. I just think – like, there's just no way – and it also is not – if I'm going to fly anywhere other than the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. I'm probably not taking Alaska
0: Airlines. Yeah. But Virgin used to fly New York to L.A. the whole time I was living. Oh, I'm so mad at them for making yeah. it not cool. The yeah, best thing did. about Virgin, by the way, was that you didn't have to wait for the... They didn't do the whole, like... I, they may have actually done the one single pass down the middle of the plane to offer drinks and food. Right. You could just... You had a little touch screen, and you could just... You could chat with other seats. You could play games. But one of the big things you could do was just tap, order a drink, order a food whenever you wanted... Yeah. And it would come right to you. Now I remember. Now, I don't know if flight attendants loved that or hated that. And that might have been one of those things that the Virgin employees who now work for Alaska were like, great. Do we have to do that dumb video screen ordering anymore? They may have hated it, but I loved it. Right. No, it was good. It was good stuff. All right. So we take a break. And then we'll talk about we get... the the big five. The big yeah, five cool ones.
1: We're up to the big five. This is eh, the time big to take big a break. Big four. So we're, we're going to turn off the seat seatbelt light. It means you can wander
0: free about the podcast. But we might find some turbulence with some of these yeah. advertisements for other shows that you will hear on the Maximum Fun Network. So if that happens, we're going to need you to buckle back up. And you know what? There might be turbulence because these podcasts will shake you. Hi. I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we're the hosts of Dr. Game Show, which is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners regardless of quality or content with in-studio guests and callers from all over the world. And you can win a custom a magnet. A custom magnet. Subscribe now to make sure you get our next episode. What's an example of a game, Manolo? Pokemon or medication. How do you play that? You have to guess if something's a Pokemon name or okay. uh, Medi- medication. medication. First time listener, if you want to listen to episode highlights and also know how to to participate follow dr game show on facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to hear from you it's really fun for the whole family we'll be every other wednesday starting march 13th and we're coming to max fun snorlax pokemon yes
1: nice macho man to the top rope the flying
0: elbow the cover we've got a new champion We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm
1: going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast, oh yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices, myself excluded, yeah. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh yeah,
0: dig it! And we're back, folks. Boom. All right, Hal. I want to eliminate one more before we talk about four good ones.
1: <laughs> I just love that we spent with the, the, this episode is best airline. It is just happening by process of
0: elimination. Yeah. Like, we're oh, just, these ain't it. We're eliminating the crap. We could have done the worst airline, but it would have been three seconds long. It would have been spirit. Yeah. We already answered that one. You got a people got a two for one. All right. What, what are you going to get rid of? I'm going to get rid of it because it's another middle of the road airline. It's fine. It's not great, but they do one thing that I think is absolutely diabolical. And that is United Airlines. Ooh. Yeah. Come fly the friendly skies, my foot. Oh. Now is the time that I'd like to talk about a terrible, terrible new scourge. The spiritifying of all airlines. Uh Uh-uh. And that is the introduction of the basic economy fare. Yes. What United has done... With their basic economy fares, are you familiar with what a basic economy fair is? We've flown basic economy. Before. We have together. Right. It
1: means you sit at the back of the airline. You get no perks, no status. Well, no sometimes,
0: anything. sometimes you can actually, you know, a couple. I think you're American now is letting you even pick your seat. Uh, if you're a yeah. member of Advantage, you can get overhead bin space. You can board a little earlier. You know, for free, you just have to be a member, and there's a few little things like that. But of all of the airlines, United is the only one that has flat out said, look, we created basic economy airfares because we want all of our seats full. Right. But what we did is we made it deliberately unpleasant. This is an article. I just read this article a couple of days ago while waiting in line for a ride at Disney Studios in Florida <laughs> Uh because I was curious about it. It popped up in my news feed, and I was like, oh, that makes sense because they are draconian about what they do okay the ceo of united said yeah we have basic economy fairs but the goal of the basic economy fair is to draw you in much like spirit but for the experience to be so unpleasant that you will never do it again they've deliberately made it like fine you want ultra cheap jerks all right we'll show you ultra cheap here's what ultra cheap's like yeah don't like it do you you're gonna want to buy a full fare aren't you yeah i thought you might Because United, it's not that they don't let you pick your seat. They just deliberately give you a middle seat. That's just part of the deal. Yeah. They give you a middle seat. You cannot pre-board in any way. You cannot change your seat. You cannot get a refund of any sort for any reason. What else is on the list of things you can't do? You can't use any overhead bin space. They make sure of it that you're not going to use overhead bin space because they will not let you, and I found this out on this last trip, they will not let you check in online 24 hours in advance, like I always do. I check in online. United will not let you do that because you have to physically show up at the ticket counter, show the counter worker the bag that you are bringing. They have to determine whether or not it is small enough to fit under your seat, and then they will check you in. Wow. Yeah. They. It is. It's just, it's a thoughtless, and it's not even so much that they do that. I understand why they do that, but it's all of the things put together that it is a, it's a punitive process. It's it's a deliberately, and I'm not just being mean saying that. It is a deliberately punitive process that is designed to feel like punishment, so that you never want to do it again. The CEO said it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Forget those guys. Regular United is probably fine. Whatever. But yeah, just, I, be, I'm not just because of that. That makes me so angry. Yeah, I'm not a big United guy, one way or another. I fl- I think
1: I've flown almost every major domestic airline. I've never flown Spirit. The exception of Spirit and Allegiance, I've flown all of these other ones. And United was not one I ever enjoyed. I didn't like United.
0: I didn't like Continental. Mm-hmm. And I believe those merged. They did. They merged into one giant, you know, medium crappy poop pile of thing. <laughs> pile. Of- uh, yeah, well, yeah, as opposed to, like, the fleet size of Hawaiian Airlines is... Uh 60 planes the fleet size of united airlines is 790 so that's a poop 790 poops flying in the sky it is very
1: this old sky turds it is a very very old airline yeah they're actually a series of biplanes so you sit on one of the wings you have to help crank the propeller up front
0: dude started as varney airlines 1926 Oh, this is Janet's airline? Maybe yeah. it's not that bad. No, Walter Varney, not Janet Varney. Oh. Yeah, I know. Her grandpa. I get it. Mhm. And Boeing was originally part of this. They all merged early on and, you know. <sighs> but yeah, it's not United. Just no, because no way. because of the the thoughtlessness and the the meanness of their deliberately punishing basic economy system. So-
1: we're really down to four right now. And these four, I love. We've got JetBlue, uh-huh. Southwest Airlines, American Airlines, and Delta Airlines. All right. What would you
0: like to talk about first? I want to talk about why we're going to eliminate JetBlue. Oh, interesting. I was not going to do that right off the bat. Why would you like to eliminate JetBlue? I don't. Small fleet, I'm by wrong. the way, 257.
1: My my last memory of that was they, they don't go enough places. So they're... The least convenient, as far as that goes. Like, look, if your schedules align, you'll save some money. The fleet is decent; they've got good onboard entertainment. I get that, but it is sort of a no frills. It is no frillsy, as far as airlines go. JetBlue, um,
0: yeah. Well, it's it's uh, convenient. It's, see, I element. love it. I love JetBlue. It's a lower cost, but it's. JetBlue was always the one that was paired in my mind with Virgin as the cool ones. They came out right around the same time and they were each other's competition to be the cool airline. So they've always been cutting edge with the technology, you know, like the seatback video, they always had that. They were pretty early on with that. I like JetBlue. They're not they don't feel like the big juggernaut that the other ones are. They feel like lean and mean and cool. But you're right that they do only have as opposed to uh, American's 350 and Delta's 325 locations that they fly, yeah. JetBlue only flies uh, to 102 destinations. Right. But it's more than Southwest. Southwest flies to 101. Okay. But what what else is your beef with them? There's no beef. I just think
1: that they're kind of minor league compared to the others.
0: Yeah. They're lean and mean and cool. I, th- I will think one thing, yeah. but they're not the big, big guns. One thing that I dislike about them is uh, their push toward making, I, I do feel like every airline, I just have a beef with them about something. JetBlue is really pushing mint. Have you been on JetBlue's first class ever? This one, I, I say that I sound like a real jerk. I've only flown first class a couple of times in my life. No, I've never have.
1: I've only flown first class on American a couple of times because I got upgraded. Like I got lucky and got upgraded. I, I don't I can't afford to fly first class really ever. Yeah. It
0: seems pointless to me to spend several thousand dollars on a thing that for a slightly less convenient and comfortable and one fewer meal domestic flight that costs $300. But hey, here's the $5,000 version. Like, really? That's a $4,700 piece of fish. That said jet blue i because it was on you know a company dime, I flew first class on that, and that jet blue mint is stunning. I had a door, it's got a tiny door I'm the only one in my row, right The seat turns into a bed, yeah, I had a an attractive movie star who wanted to chat with me in the seat in front of me, which was fun and exciting like it was just sort of a Fabulous, I mean, it was like, I can't say enough great things about JetBlue's first class. That said, JetBlue is really leaning into it hard and their planes now have fewer and fewer coach seats. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, half of the plane is these giant JetBlue mint pods. And then there's a few coach seats in the back. So that to me is, you know, it doesn't matter. If you have good snacks that you can kind of just walk up and grab whenever you want. That's a great thing about JetBlue also. You just go up to the snack cabinet and just grab snacks whenever you want. Right. But that, I don't think, is worth the widening of the economic gap in our country. No, I don't think it helps anything. Yeah. So, sorry, JetBlue. I'm not sorry. You know what? I like JetBlue, though. JetBlue, you know what? They do pretty well. Come on, though, guys. You need some coach seats. Those are the people that made you cool. People that can't afford $5,000 seats. Yeah, don't forget where you came from. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. You want to go with the other uh, cool scrappy one? I don't, you know, I don't think it's that cool, but yes. You don't think you don't like Southwest? I just don't get it. What don't you get? You like, you are such an old man flyer. You like Legacy Airlines. You like your fancy lounge.
1: Look, forget the fancy lounge. I want to know where I'm sitting on the damn plane.
0: Yeah, I want to know, boy, boy. South—it's the the game of South. We could do a whole episode of—is Southwest's game cool or not? Oh, look, I can tell you it's not cool. Yeah, there's no way it's cool. The
1: seating thing is annoying. And now, look, there used to be a time I used to fly it quite a bit, and the reason why I flew it quite a bit was because. I would go up to, like, San Francisco and San Jose to shoot stuff for Symantec, the Hal the IT guy, mm-hmm. the infamous Hal the IT guy videos. Look for them on YouTube. Hal the IT admin was the first one. And it was great because if you checked in early enough, you could get A-group. Mm-hmm. Now you only get A-group if you pay for it. Now mm-hmm. you have to pay extra just to get on the plane earlier. And on other airlines, yeah, you're, you're in a fight for overhead space, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you also know where you're sitting. You can say, "Listen, I have a window seat. It kind of sucks that I have no guarantee because of my boarding group
0: of whether I'm going to get overhead." We should say, by the way, we should say for those who don't know, Southwest Airlines, yeah uh, does not assign you a seat. Beginning 24 hours in advance, you can do your online check-in, and you're checked in online in the order that you, you know the order that you do it. yeah, uh, chronologically.
1: Right, And, yeah. uh, and like,
0: you are given a boarding position, which will be group A, 1 through 60, B, 1 through 60, or C, 1 through 60.
1: And you get in line, and if you're like B – let's say you're A, 12, and the person is A, 13, it is there. Like, mm-hmm. you make sure you get in front of them. You're looking at everybody's ticket. Yeah. Like, that – you want to talk about, like, just – I feel like that's an airline that just wants to see its passengers fight one
0: another. You know what? It's they just weird, want to man. See a fight. I have, I have watched, cause I'm old enough to remember when Southwest and so are you, when Southwest first came out. Southwest <laughs> fascinates me because it is, it's a microcosm of, I think it is essay worthy that it is a, the way that it is a microcosm of society in general. Cause think about yeah. it. The way it began was Southwest Airlines was like, you know what? We're going to be the cool one. We're not even going to give you seat assignments. Everybody just be cool, right? We're all equal. Let's all just be cool and be human to each other. And they gave you, when you checked in at the airport, this was before cell phones and all that, or before, you know, smartphones where you could check in on them, you got to the airport and they gave you a card. And they gave you a yellow boarding card if you were getting on this plane to Vegas and a green boarding card if you were getting on this plane to Memphis uh, or wherever. And then you would just take your boarding card and... You'd go over and you'd kind of form a line and everybody would get on the plane. Well, the planes got more crowded. It got more popular. So then people started getting to the airport early and lining up. So then Southwest is like, all right, things are starting to get a little crazy. People started pushing and shoving and they thought, all right, well, we need to put some rules in place. Let's all just be cool. Is not a rule that a small society called the nation of Southwestistan can handle. So Southwest, they they start doing boarding groups. Now you're in group A, B, or C. But right. they still didn't have position numbers within those lines. Yeah. So now there were three different color boarding passes for each flight. And you gave them your thing, depending on when you would check in. You get, But they were still fighting and pushing and shoving, and everybody trying to get not middle seats and overhead bin space. Southwest Airlines also now, big plus for them, they don't charge you for checked bags because the overhead bin space fight, I guess, just got too out of hand. Yeah. So then what do they start doing? Then they start giving you position numbers where you can check in online 24 hours in advance. So what do people start doing? They start going at exactly, they'll get the fastest Wi-Fi they can because people will always try to look out for number one. They'll get the fastest thing they can. Uh, hold on. Hold, hold on a on. second. Me, hold no, on. Wait, no, 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 I'm not I'm not done on my this is the deterioration of society tirade. So then you got to go at like if your flight is at 1202 at 120159 you're clicking that button so you can get your primo boarding spot. Then they realized people were doing this and people were trying to scan the system and, you know, get better boarding numbers by, you know, whatever means they could. So then what do they start doing with the A group? They start selling the A group. And then you're selling position numbers and even if you check in at 120159, you're still going to wind up B30 because everybody else is paid to, you know, they get an extra hour before they can log in. It is just watching, it's watching the over and deterioration of a society run by one greedy corporation. And it happened over the course of 20 years. But when you look at it as one big thing, it is insane and inevitable, everything that happened. I just love the
1: idea of, like, everybody's looking out for number one, checking in early online. Like, of
0: course you have, like, you have to, they did the, when, no, you, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, once they put that system into place, of course, that's what happened. Previously, you know, the planes weren't as full and, you know, there were chances you'd get, but nobody, but you know, the idea that maybe they were idealists and they thought, no, 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 no one would ever do that. Look, and then me- everybody did that.
1: At least spirit is honest about what their mission is. Yeah. Southwest is like the dishonest of version of spirit.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, people
1: like them. They're good. That's it. That, I do like mind. them.
0: If I get a good boarding position, I like Southwest. They fly to good places. They fly to Burbank. They're cheap from Burbank to Vegas. Right. It's sure. an easy flight. You can check your bags, so nobody's ever fighting for overhead space. But I've been sort of lulled into into enjoying the less busy flights of Southwest. Southwest, like, on a holiday weekend, forget about it. That's – it's going to be – it's going to be pandemonium. Listen,
1: if you were able to buy your seat ahead of time, Mm -hmm. if I was able to pick my seat, almost everything else about it I think is correct. Because when you fly any other – you fly Delta, first class, group A through B, C, D or however they do it on any other airline, you are like – everybody is positioning themselves – Like at the gate, let me get as close to it as possible so that when it opens, I can get in because I got to get that overhead space. If you made – if you took their boarding technique Mm -hmm. with the letters and numbers, which somehow – it's amazing to me like what a group of people will do if you just give them instructions. Mm -hmm. You say, stand here. This is your number and this is where you wait and you will not go anywhere else. We will not let you on any earlier. And everybody just goes, okay. And they do it like just complete compliance. It, it's shocking to me. Just psychologically, groups of people will do whatever they're told. But if you took that out of every other airlines thing and say, listen, you have your seat. You know, you're going early because you're in this group. Here is your number. Mm-hmm. So now you know exactly when you're going on. You don't have to position. I'm, and I am, yeah, I'm I, I as is, guilty is, of it as anybody. I nice. wait to get on. Because I need that precious overhead space. I just booked a ticket to uh, to Philadelphia for January. I'm flying in on a Saturday, out on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Everything I bring will fit in a backpack, and it will be like the l- lowest stress flight for me. Oh yeah, because I don't care. I don't have care now when I get
0: on the plane. That's I the thing. I Don't care. I now I fly. I got this. I showed you this backpack. Did I show you this backpack that I got? Yeah, mm. I got this backpack that is a suitcase backpack. But it, it fits like five days worth of clothes, but it slides underneath the seat in front of you. Beautiful. And that is, I now, I am, I'm TSA pre, I go through my TSA pre-check. Yeah. I go either grab a bite, grab a magazine, chill, and I sit there and I wait and I watch people stand in line and push and shove and have their big bags. You laugh. I, and I laugh. And you know what I am? Deliberately the last person on the plane. And I love it. Good for you. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I don't mind. Like, I'll get on
1: the plane last mm-hmm. in January, but like, I also don't mind being in my seat early and relaxing. I'll start watching a movie or whatever. Like, it' still happy to get on early, but I don't have to. I'm not. I'm like not stressed at all. There's gonna be no like. I, there's nothing to worry about.
0: Yeah. So maybe that is what eliminates Southwest because. It's a cool airline. It's I I like what they're doing. I think their the sense of humor that their flight attendants have is great. I think yeah. that I think that their employees are wonderful. I think that their system is flawed and it brings out it brings out elements of humanity that are kind of jarring and gross.
1: And, and they're also no again a no-frills airline. You're not you're not going to get any screens to watch anything. Yeah. It's going to be super Super basic. And if that's, if you need a basic flight somewhere that is less expensive, Mm
0: -hmm. generally
1: that's a good way to go. Now, if I, if I'm flying across the country, there's no way I'm not stopping somewhere. You are not going to fly direct anywhere. Right. Outside of a, let's say a 500 mile radius from where you are, which is not as much, uh, is not as much distance as you think it is. Right. When you're
0: flying. But, you know, kudos to them. Their system is flawed. And they're not one of the big two. Kudos to you. You exist. Kudos to you. You exist. I like your system. Yeah. I mean, I like your, I like your employees and your style and the thing that you're trying to do in you are, in that you are trying to rewrite the game and create your own little weird society of rules. Yep. But it is a flawed system, just as any system of rules is. True. We're down to our final two, Hal. Yep. And that is the two big ones, Delta Airlines and American Airlines. This can't be a surprise. No, no, they're the two best, clearly. Delta's huge. American is huge. Yep. They're both very old. Uh, I think American began in the thirties. Delta began one year before Alaska began in 1925. Uh, American began in 1930 when a bunch of small, it was a union of 80 little airlines. Yeah, I, what is your, what's your general thoughts? These are the two that, that I fly the most. Obviously they're the biggest. They have the most places that they go, and I generally have pleasant experiences on both of them. I tend to like what American Airlines is doing as far as small comforts better than what Delta is doing. Okay. I think American Airlines has done some really smart things that Delta could learn from. Tell me what you think, because my feeling was
1: I haven't flown Delta in a while, but generally... The last time I did, I always found their planes to be a little bit newer than American. So it was yeah. like a nicer – you got a better chance of getting power. On American, like I know the legs that I fly. So I know when I'm going to get a get like the seat back power and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. And I See, know that's, when I'm not.
0: That's interesting because I think of it uh, differently. I think that American is the one that m- maybe not – May you know what it feels like the difference is? These two airlines are very similar in their style. It feels like Delta is the luxury Oldsmobile and American is trying to be more like the, you know, Kia Sportage. It's the cooler, like, what younger version. Like, what do they do? I think that Delta caters to an older, less tech-savvy clientele. Okay. They put all of their entertainment still in seat back videos. You know what? Before I say that, I do want to say something to something that you mentioned before. Mm. I am usually taking legs that are major city to major city and long haul. So New York to LA is my most frequent, but New York to Orlando or LA to Orlando. I just did, uh, New York to Montreal, LA to Montreal, yeah. you know all these big long i'm doing these so i'm getting i'm getting their their newest planes right generally i don't know what american second tier fleet is like delta's fleet is pretty great all around but it feels like they cater to an older less tech savvy crowd what american does is and i think this is one of those things that i'm like yeah that's a smart thing to do where the seatback video is there's no longer a screen on american airlines there's now a little flip down tab where you can set your phone or your tablet right up there where that is. There's always, yeah, there's always outlets in the seats on American. Their wifi is faster. They don't do that. Go, go air that Delta uses and that some of the other airlines use where GoGo air. I always buy it thinking this eight bucks is worth it. I'll yeah. fly and get some work done. And then, you know, you, your download speed is like zero. And you can't really get anything done. And then I just sit there getting mad and formulating an email to go go have how I want my money back. American <laughs> Airlines Wi-Fi is uh, via Sat, and it's actually pretty fast. I've not experienced any
1: of that. I haven't I haven't bought a Wi-Fi on an American flight in in a long time, just because I tend to download everything I need. Right. It, it's all there with me.
0: And also they've got they're li- they have live TV, and you just play it. They know that everyone has a cell phone or everyone has a tablet. And most of the time, they're not going to watch what stuff they you is on the screen in front of them if they have stuff that they've already downloaded to watch themselves. Like you do, you download things to watch. Mm-hmm. I downloaded a bunch of stuff from uh, Disney Plus to watch on these last flights. What'd you download? I downloaded two episodes of Encore uh-huh. and the newest episode of The Imagineers.
1: Oh, yeah. The so, Imagineers. I think I'm still in so episode three of Imagineers. I've caught up on the Encore. new one just came out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on I'm in episode three. I know four just came out. And then Encore, I just finished the latest one, which is a nineteen ninety production of Grease from New Jersey. Oh that show is so good. It's amazing.
0: It really is so good. We may have to do best episode of Encore at some point. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like American thinks about that, and what it does is I think American is more conducive to people working on flights. Because what that does is it makes the seat back in front of you a lot thinner because it doesn't have a big bulky television in it. So the seats physically are not as thick. So it feels like I have more space on an American flight. Generally speaking, this is, this is on the routes that I take. I don't know what their whole fleet is like, but on the routes I've been taking with newer planes, this is the direction that they're going is the seats are smaller. Physically they're, it's not that, You have less room. They're just physically more streamlined seats. Right. And American doesn't let you recline. What? American Air, these new American planes, they don't recline.
1: See, I've not been on a new plane. I've been on the oldest.
0: The kid in front of me was like banging, trying to get his seat to recline uh, on the plane yesterday. And I was like, ha ha, sucks for you, man. I'm going to be sitting here working this whole flight because as soon as the person in front of you leans their seat back you're done doing any work you were going to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the fact that American has eliminated the screens because they know you brought your own anyway, but you can get it free. You just you don't have to pay for the Wi-Fi to get the uh movies and the live television. They have like a dozen live TV channels and it's just it's just nice. I like I think that when I mentioned before thoughtfulness, I was thinking of things like that that American Airlines does.
1: That is all news to me. I've, yeah. I've not had that experience on America, any American flight I've been on. And I've been on one as recently as I want to say two weeks ago. Yeah. I've taken a ago. lot of them. What
0: was your route? It was Los Angeles to Philadelphia, but oh. it wasn't. Yeah, no, they're not going to send their good planes to Philly. That one. How dare you? That one <laughs> rocks
1: that, that one. Uh, they're starting to rock the planes they take on international flights. Mm-hmm. So you have the two, four, two. Oh, 3, wow. So one of the big ones. Yeah, and they have the touch screen. So it's re- they used to fly the old U.S. Airways planes and and Philly was their hub. So they mm-hmm. would do L.A. to Philly it was a direct flight on like a plane that instead of being a Lincoln, it was like an old Datsun.
0: <laughs> yeah, U.S. Airways was a little rough. There was nothing like – It was down there with even, United, a little below like, United.
1: Yeah, even like the people who were frequent flyers on there looked like their first flight was at Kitty Hawk. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's how old they looked. So, you know, it's, I'm very excited to hear that they've made all these improvements.
0: I think that's- I think, awesome. I think like, yeah, this, whatever this new fleet is, whatever they're doing, Americans doing it right. I don't know. What do you think? I think my vote right now would go with American because I love Delta. They're old school. I love what they do. They're very comfortable. My parents both love Delta, but Americans just doing interesting things. Yeah, look, I like that. I'm more than happy to pick American because
1: I have status. Like, that's the one I fly all the (laughs) time. I do like Delta. I think it's fine. Any of these airlines in a pinch. Ultimately, it's whatever's going to work best for you. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever's convenient, any port in a storm, whatever works for you in a pinch.
0: Except uh, spirit.
1: Except for never fly spirit. Just take a bicycle for goodness sakes to get, even if you're crossing the ocean, just get, you know, get one of those bikes with the giant wheels that they have, those tricycles. Like, like that across jumping the off a
0: tall building or a cliff with a hang glider Yeah, will probably, you know... Is probably a better bet than Spirit. You'll get there way quicker.
1: <laughs> Sit on a rocket like Johnny Knoxville at the end of that Jackass movie, yeah. and you'll get there more safely.
0: Wiley Coyote came up with better ideas for how to get from point A to point B than Spirit. And most it of his price. were Boulder and jet propulsion based. That's right. That's right. You, you don't want to fly Spirit
1: ever. No. But people of the world, you can fly whatever airline you need to fly except for Spirit. Never fly that. Because we care about you. That's why we're saying that. But if you want to fly the best, the best domestic airline in the US, then you're going to fly American. Wow. With their blue man group instruction video. Oh, God. Which is very weird. And like, th- for, there are no planes that are that comfortable anywhere at all. I like, I would love to fly on that one where like your seatbelt is hands and they take the cigarette out of your mouth. They've got like the dumbest passenger <laughs> on earth. Is like, well, I guess I'll light up this cigarette now that it's 2016 or whatever it was made. Oh my God. Like somebody who just got out of the bunker from that blast from the past movie with Brendan Fraser. They're like, the last time I saw the light of day was 1960. So, (laughs) like, that guy's on the airplane, and thankfully the hand seatbelts are able to stop him, but who knows what else they're doing, and it seems kind of inappropriate now that I'm talking about it, and I'm glad that I don't have those, but you should fly American. It's the best domestic airline asked
0: and answered. Wow. Look at that. We went through all of them, too. Yeah. And in just about an hour. Well, you know what that means? That means that we have dipped below 10,000 feet. We're going to be landing soon, so put your tray tables up. Put your seat backs up unless you're on an American flight, which the seat won't go back. Make sure that all of your baggage is safely stowed in the seat in front of you. Unplug from all outlets. And if you have a topic to discuss, please reach out to us on Twitter at WeGotThisTweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or
1: – Or you can email us we got this podcast at gmail dot com, Or you can do what I believe Carla Fisher did. Thank you for the suggestion, Carla. Thank you, Carla Fisher. I believe that she hit us up on our Facebook group, which is a great place to be, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash We Got This Podcast, the safest place on the internet to argue. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic
0: designer Uri Kilman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners. We know you have many choices in podcasts, and we appreciate you spending your time with ours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We we got this. We got this. this. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye now. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.